Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. But this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. A day to magnify his name. <laughs> A day to rejoice. A day to give him thanks. The Bible says every day God loadeth us up with benefits. It is because of God's mercies that he has not consumed us. It is because of his mercies he has not consumed us. He says his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness unto us. We just thank God for you joining us and by way of an announcement uh, on Sunday, May the 28th, we will be having a baptismal service at 8.30 a.m. at Restoration Christian Fellowship Church before our morning service worship at 8.30 uh, that's May the 28th at 8.30 a.m. We will be having a baptismal service. Also that week, we'll be starting that 30th, the 31st, and the 1st, we will be starting a consecration. And on June the 2nd, we will be having our evangelistic service. We want you to come out and be blessed. Bring the sick. Bring those that are unsaved. Bring those that are destroyed. Bring those that are dealing with depression. We're just believing for, for victory. We're believing that God is going to do a great thing at that evangelistic service. And one of our ministers will be speaking at that service. Minister Ophi. Uh, Ejimbi, and uh, we're believing that uh, we're just believing for souls, we're believing for uh, deliverances, and we're believing for victories. So if you're in the Sicklerville area, if you would like to just take a drive from your surrounding areas, Philadelphia or surrounding areas, come out and be blessed at our evangelistic service on June the 2nd at 7 p.m., and then on June the 28th, we will be having our baptismal service. And if you would like to consecrate that week, uh, starting May the 30th, the 31st, and the 1st, that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we'll be eating one meal that day. One meal uh, after, after three, around three or after. One meal that week, those three days. So come out and be blessed. And I know you will not, you know, be disappointed. So we just thank God. 
we're going to be reading Psalms 38. Psalms 38. It says, I said to myself, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. I said to myself, I will watch what I do and not sin in what I say. Mm. I will hold my tongue when the ungodly are around me. But as I stood there in silence, as I stood there in silence, not even speaking of good things, the turmoil within me grew worse. The more I thought it, the higher, the more I thought about it, the hotter I got. <laughs> That's interesting. The more I thought about it, the hotter I got, igniting a fire of words. Lord, Remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. Oh, my Lord. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. We are merely moving shadows. And all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My hope is in you. Rescue me from my rebellion. Do not let, the, let fools mock me. I am silent before you. I won't say a word. For my punishment is from you. But please stop striking me. I am exhausted by the blows from your hand. When you discipline us for our sins, you consume like a moth, like a moth what is precious to us. Each of us is but a breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cries for help. Don't ignore my tears, for I am your guest, a traveler passing through as my ancestors were before me. Leave me alone so I can smile again before I am gone and exist no more. Oh, my Lord, what are Psalms? What are Psalms? Now, the commentator says David resolved to keep his tongue from sin. That is, he decided not to complain to other people about God's treatment of him. I've heard people say, you do not want to fall into the hands of an angry God. <laughs> David certainly had reason to complain. He was the anointed king of Israel, but had to wait many years before taking the throne. Then one of his sons tried to kill him, which was Absalom, and become king instead. But when David could not keep still any longer, he took his complaints directly to God. We all have complaints about our jobs, money, relationships, 
and many other situations. But complaining to others might make them think that God cannot take care of us. It may also look as if we are blaming God for our troubles. Instead, like David, we should bring our complaints directly to God. He can take it. <laughs> he can take it. So we just thank God for this Psalms. And we know that we can trust God. And we can uh, put our hope in Him. So Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity that I have to enter into the most holy of holies. To obtain help and grace in a time of need. God, as I always often say, thank God for the access because of the fact that the veil has been rented from top to bottom. When you gave up the ghost on the cross, hallelujah, you gave us access to enter into the most holy of holies. And you said we don't have to enter in with timidity, but we can enter in with boldness. And God, tonight, I enter in with boldness, giving you thanks, giving you praise, honoring your name, exalting your name, magnifying your name. Oh, God, for dying on the cross. God, you took, you took our sin and, and exchanged it for your righteousness. God, we thank you because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And his son gave his life for us. And God, for that we are saying, thank you. Thank you, Lord. We are lifting up leaders of nations, those in authority everywhere. Lord, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. You have commanded us to pray for Jerusalem. And to bless Jerusalem. He said, those that bless Israel, you will bless them. Lord, we are praying for leaders of nations. We are praying for our president. We are praying for local mayors. We are praying for the justice system. We are praying for the Supreme Court. Lord, we are praying, oh God, for leaders of churches, pastors. We are praying for our local assembly, Lord. Let restoration be that beacon, that lighthouse in the community. Lord, let as people walk past, let them be drawn into, compelled to come in, Lord. We are lifting up our congregation, our daycare, Lord. We lifted up our ministerial staff, our deacon board, every members, every member, every child, every teacher. Lord, we're asking that you make known your wonders everywhere. God, we are praying for victims of day and night. We are praying that robbers and rapists and murderers will be apprehended. God, we are coming against that spirit of lawlessness, the spirit of murder that's so rampant. In the nations. Oh God, change hearts and minds and minds and desires of people. God, you're able to take those stony hearts and make them hearts of flesh. God, we are praying today for bereaved families, God. Comfort. Comfort today. Lord, those that have lost houses and lost everything due to fires and earthquakes and and, 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 and tornadoes, whatever the case, Lord, we are asking, Lord, we know it's going to be a hard thing to rebuild. But God, we thank you for meeting that need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
God, we are praying for the elderly in nursing homes. We are praying for caregivers. God, we are praying, oh God, that even caregivers that are not being uh, uh, honest with their loved ones and being cruel and abusive, Lord, even expose abusiveness that goes on in nursing homes. God, we are coming, oh God, against the spirit of abortion. We are praying for the babies in the womb that don't have a voice. We are praying that mothers will not abort their children. We are coming against the spirit of oppression and depression. Mental illness, God, is so rampant. Lord, you know that you're able to save and to deliver and to set free those that are dealing with all manner of diseases. You are the God that healeth. You are the God that set free. You are the God that maketh whole. And Lord, we are asking tonight that you would touch. I lift up Nina tonight. I lift up those that are on our prayer list. I lift up Daryl tonight. Lord, I pray for those that are battling mental illnesses, God. Those that need jobs. Those, oh God, that need healing, God. Lord, I secure, Lord, I lift her up, O oh God, to touch, O oh God, her body. Lord, I send forth your word to heal, to deliver, to set free in Jesus' name. And Lord, as we continue to make known your oneness to the next generation, we will continue to praise your name and to magnify your name. God, I pray, O oh God, for my siblings, children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, God, those that are not saved, God, that you will send laborers unto them. Lord, I pray to the Lord of the harvest. All oh, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And God, we thank you, God, this night. Lord, I pray that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to be going to our scripture text. Uh, we are doing a teaching on trusting God. And our scripture text is coming from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it reads as follows. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. <laughs> and when we, when we are saying, don't lean uh, 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 on your own understanding. In other words, don't lean on your knowledge of situations or, or, or your knowledge of things. Because sometimes your knowledge might be off and it might not line up with God's word. Because the Bible says, let every man be a liar and God truth. So we know that we cannot, we have to uh, trust in the Lord and not lean on our knowledge of things. But we need to take God's word and his standard of what he is saying about everything. Because he's the one that set the standard. I mean, the world is trying to just uh, change everything, you know, trying to re redefine everything when God has already defined 
what is male and what is female. What is marriage that he created from the beginning of time. So tonight we just have to trust God and know, and don't get mad with the preacher because, you know, God is the one that set the standard. People oftentimes get mad with the preacher, but we want to know, we need to know that God is the one that set the standard. So we're going to be talking about trusting God. Life is unpredictable. Even with the best plans and intentions, no one can predict for sure what will come thy way in life. Huh. In December 2019, no one planned New Year's resolutions with COVID-19 in mind. Most of, of us had never even heard of it. Life threw a big curveball. And I tell you, you can still feel the repercussion of that curveball. I mean, there are children that are suffering with depression that they have not yet become themselves because of that pandemic and having to be shut in the house, shut in. It, it, it was horrible. When unexpected times come, everyone needs to be reminded that God is good. He's in control and trustworthy. Even if everything seems out of control, we have to know that God is in control. God knows what would happen next. He knows the very next thing that's going to happen in your life. Because Jesus never changes. Do not fear bad news. God is a source of courage. Let God make your way. So when we can allow God to make our way, we are totally trusting him. See, so when we, when we can let him make our way in the storm, in the midst of the storm, coming out of the storm, or entering the storm, hallelujah, we are now trusting God. In other words, we can say, all is well. No matter what my eyes might see, no matter what my ears might hear, even no matter how I feel, all is well. We, you know, that's what that Shudamite woman said. Remember the one that she and her husband built that extra uh, room for uh, Elijah when he would come through town and he would come into that home and study and read the word. And he asked her, you know, what can I do for you? I noticed that you don't have any children. So he prayed. And the next time he came around, she had a son. But when the son was 14 years old, 
the, the son had a son, uh, a son uh, uh, stroke and died. And she was on her horse. Uh, they were taking her on a horse to her son. And Elijah saw her and was asking, what is wrong? She said, oh, all is well. Because she was trusting God. She was saying all is well. Regardless of what she had heard about her son, her, you know, uh, and how she was feeling, or what, even what it looked like, she was trusting God. And so she said, all is well. All is well. So we have to trust with all of our heart. Like that Shudamite woman was trusting God, knowing that all is well. Uh, some scriptures on the fact that Jesus never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 and 8 and that's in the English Standard Version. Jesus never changes. Neither does his power or his promises. He was with God in the beginning of time. He is the same Christ today who transformed lives and performed miracles in the Bible. You can trust him because the promises he made to his people throughout the Bible are the same promises he makes to you today. Or oh, we can stand on his promises. We do not have to fear bad news. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Psalms 112 verse 7, it says, He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm. Trusting in the Lord. The writer of this psalm says that the confidence of people who follow God is based on the character of God, not the circumstances he allows them to experience. When you fear the unknown in your life, you can look to the one who is all-powerful and knows all things. God is never worried. He can give you strength and steadiness to face whatever is ahead when your faith is in Him. Be strong and courageous. Joshua 1 and 9, another favorite scripture. Of overseers. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Be not frightened. And do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you. Wherever you go. This verse appears at a crucial moment in the history of God's people. Having spent 40 years living in the wilderness, they are about to enter the land God had promised to them. But they expect to face a fierce fight for their land. You know, the things that we believe in God for, sometimes he didn't say it would be easy. 
Sometimes we have to fight a fight of faith to obtain those things. And surely the children of Israel had to do that. God is always with you no matter what you face. He does not command you to be courageous in your own strength. But take courage in the knowledge of his presence and power with you. <laughs> Let God make your way. <laughs> Say, he, he made a way. Our praise team sings this song quite often. He made a way. Let God make your way. Commit your way to, to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Psalms 37 and 5 in the English Standard Version. You may not understand the difficult or uncertain situation you find yourself in, but God does. His track record in your life and in the Bible is one of faithfulness. If you give your life to him, you can rest assured that he will keep up his end of the bargain. God cannot lie. So when he says that he will act on your behalf, you can believe him. Trust in God. If you're out there tonight or this morning and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal savior, you can pray this prayer with me. Father God, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. If you prayed that prayer, you have made heaven rejoice. Let someone know that you've accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. And for the backslider, all you have to do is repent and ask God. God to forgive you for falling short and missing the mark and ask God to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. Abba Father is waiting. Your sisters and brothers in Christ are waiting. Don't worry about the elder brothers or the elder sisters that stayed at home but yet are jealous of you coming home. No, 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 no. Come home. <laughs> because Abba Father, the saints of God are waiting for you. So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus. Seize the moment don't let a moment go pass you by that you can share the gospel. 
but be led by the Holy Spirit and let someone know that Jesus is Lord. Be blessed.